Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. Blessings, 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 and a good evening to all of you out there in Radio Land, Cyberspace, wherever it is that you're hearing the sound of my voice. We give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor, and it is yet another opportunity to expand the kingdom of God through his word. So welcome to Kingdom Empowerment. I am your host. I am Elder Coilette James, and we give God all the glory and all the honor. As you know, it is um, we have been running a series on Thursday nights where we feature a different minister, and just so that you know, you the audience can can um, hear and partake of the the goodness and the richness of God through his servants and his many, many vessels. And God has met us every step of the way. Each night has been just incredibly blessed. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt tonight will be no different. We are blessed to have Minister Beverly Wings on the line with us tonight to share the goodness of the Lord with us. Good evening, Minister Beverly. How are you this evening? Good evening, I'm doing fine. Well, good, good. Well, welcome to Kingdom Empowerment. We are so thankful and so blessed to have you. So um, as I always do, I like my audience to kind of get to know um, those that they're listening to. So just share a little bit about yourself. Kind of tell us a little bit of your background and how you came into your relationship with the Lord God. Okay. Um, my name is Beverly Wings, and I go to New Bethany Family uh, Worship Center. I'm a minister there, and I I met the Lord. I really got saved when I was like 15 years old, and I was saved all the way through high school, um, junior high school and high school, and then when I got out of high school, you know, I backslid, and then I kind of went back to church again, and you know, you kind of back, as you're young, you kind of back in, kind of in and out. And then finally I um, got back in. And when I moved to um, Vegas, actually I was out again. And so when I got to Vegas, a friend of mine invited me to a church. And um, I went there. I wasn't going there thinking about being saved or anything. And I went up. They, they had prayer. And I went up and got prayer. And... The Holy Spirit met me there. <laughs> Sometimes when you think you're not um, going to do something or you're, you're not there for a certain thing, you know, God has other plans for you. And I got saved that night. And so I've been saved ever since. I moved here in Vegas in 98. Well, I've been here since 98. And I have two sons and four granddaughters. So the Lord has just been good, and it's been good living here in Vegas. I love my church where I go to. I have awesome um, pastors at New Bethany, and we are getting fed the word. So and I just love it there, and I love, you know, um, working for the Lord. Amen, amen. Isn't it amazing how God will do that when you least expect, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> when it's the last thing on your mind is is him. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. will know just how to find us, and it, it almost is like a setup. <laughs> No, yeah. he just kind of sets us up to be blessed, seriously. Yeah. That's an amazing thing. Wow, wow. So will you walk with the Lord for quite some time, and you've yet stayed yeah. faithful. Isn't that an awesome thing? Yeah, you it know, is. No, it's, it's a, you, go ahead, sis. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, when, once you, you know, you, you give your life to the Lord, sometimes, you know, you kind of you kind of um, fall back for a minute and then you'll get back in there. But you know, like the Bible says, you know, you might fall down, but you get back up. And mm-hmm. that's what we have to do. We have to get back up. Don't stay down. Once you go down, get back up. Amen. Amen. So true. So true. You know, we all, I think we, we've all had our, our ups and our downs, and none of us are perfect, but you just said something that was really vital, that, you know, when you fall down, you still, you have to get back up. You have to to know that in the midst of it, God's word is true. He said that he would never leave us nor forsake us, and that meant even in our falling down times, you know. Um, the word Amen. says that though a man would fall seven times, God would be right there to pick him back up. So thank God for Amen. Jesus. That's for sure, for sure. Well, I know that you are involved in the outreach ministry at New Bethany. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. I am involved in the outreach ministry at the Salvation Army. And we go down there and try to encourage people and try to lead people to Christ and, you know, we give them, you know, water and chips and everything. And just try to encourage the the homeless and people that have no hope. We try to give them hope that there is a God mm-hmm. and that God still loves them and that, you know, they can, you know, trust in God, that he's going to bring them out of no matter what situation they're in, that they're in it for a reason. Sometimes we have to go through a wilderness before we can get to, you know, the paradise. So, you know, we try to encourage them that even though what they're going through, it's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Amen. Amen. And, you know, we, we, we have all had to walk through some some mm, dark times, you know, some scary times, actually, some very, very yes. nerve-wracking times. But you're right, he is always there. So, um, and, and I, I always, um, I'm always curious because I know how I feel when I'm involved in outreach. And, and um, we used to do a feeding every other week um, when Mother Atkinson was still alive and, and was well enough to do it. And I remember the overwhelming feeling that I think I was more blessed than the people that we were serving just to be able, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to express the love yeah. of God to these people. What what is your experience like when you're when you're there and when you're 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 you are, you're serving um the people? Well my experience with them is is that, you know, I could be in their same situ- situation. So I, I feel mm-hmm. blessed, but I feel blessed that I can go and have a good word to say to them, even if I'm just giving them a bottle of water or even if I'm just giving them a smile or a good word mm-hmm. or something. It just It's just a good feeling when you can help somebody else. It might not be a whole lot mm-hmm. at that time, but you never know what a, a bottle of water or a bag of chips or just a good word will do for a mm-hmm. person. So it, very it, it's very... Um, I enjoy doing it. You know, I'm kind of, it's 
like my element. I'm used to um uh when I was going to a different church I used to we used to go out and feed and, and I was just I'd just be flitting around like a butterfly, just talking to people and giving them tracks and stuff. <laughs> so, you know, it it's just really my element. Now that's that's interesting. So you have always felt the call on your life basically, you say it's your element to serve those mm-hmm. that are that are let's say, less fortunate or whatever, because basically outreach ministry, you know, normally with outreach you're, you're either you're serving the homeless or you're going to see the elderly or you're visiting the sick or whatever. But you you knew that that was something that God had placed in you early on? Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was back east, um, when I first got saved, we used to walk. Everywhere we went, we walked, me and my godmother, we walked everywhere we had to go, and we went to, like, the nursing homes. We prayed for them. Sometimes we calm their hair, read the Bible to them. We walked to people's mm. house and, and talked to them about accepting Christ. And a lot of people accepted Christ. So it, it was a good feeling. So it's, it's something I've been used to doing all along. So I guess it's just been my calling always. Amen. That's a blessing. Let me ask you, what would you say to um, someone that feels like, you know, possibly this is the the call of God on their life, but they just, they're nervous or they're scared to step out in it? What kind of advice or what could you give them to help ease their, their tension about doing what God has called them to do? Well, first I would tell them, you know, to pray about it and, make sure this is what they're feeling that God is telling them to do, and then talk to if they're at a church somewhere or they have a a mentor or spiritual mentor advisor to talk to them about it and have them pray with them also. And just, you know, um, just seek God and and make sure. And if he's telling you to do it, you know, he's going to confirm it. Amen. He absolutely will. He absolutely will. But well, amen. I am. I, I'm just. I, I. I'm always at awe with people that you know step out into the things that God has called them to, because there's so many that you know they they shrink back. They just. I don't know. I think they second guess themselves and their their own value. Um, a lot of times, we need help in seeing ourselves through God's eyes. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes we're beat down in life and people have said different things to us. And a lot of times it's a struggle to overcome the things and the words and whatever people have put on us, you know, in our lifetime. But to to feel comfortable enough, you know, to not second guess who God has created them to be is very, very vital and it's important. I I remember um, doing a series on this some time ago and thinking about one of the things that God had just really impressed in my spirit is that when we – allow our self-esteem to be trampled in essence, what we're saying is, God, I don't believe that you you made me correctly, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? It's like the word yeah. of God says we have been fearfully and wonderfully made. And if that is yeah. the truth, then we know God makes nothing that's junk 
Whatever he makes is of value, and it's very important. And when we when we allow the enemy, um, the enemy's words, and we know that the enemy's words will come to us through people, but when we allow the enemy's words to cause us to shrink back from what God has called us to, then we're kind of, it's like a slap in the face to God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because um, we're saying that, you know, God, I, I can't believe you for what you you created me to be. And it's really yeah. important that we get into a place in the Father that we understand wholeheartedly his great and powerful and mighty love for us, that he did yeah. not create us to be junk. He did not create us and set us on a shelf, but he created us for use, for his use. And to be yeah. able to um, to be used of God is, is vital. It, it is vital. So in, in, in accepting your call, how long did it take you, you know, to just really step out and say, okay, Father, I know that you have use for me. You've called me to do something. How long was your transition period before you stepped out into what God called you to do? Um, well, I'll say, as I said, you know, I started at, at 15, and, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I was doing it then, and then when I come, I backslid and, Came back. So when I really started to do what God wanted me to do and to be how He wanted me to be, I think I was. It, it probably took, you know what? It, it probably took. Um, I can say how old I am, but <laughs> you probably took me a few years. A few years. Okay, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> After I got grown. And up in in, in okay. years, so mm-hmm. um, where I really kind of uh, accepted, I kind of at first I was like, um, nah, this this ain't really what I I need to do. I don't need to really do this. But for some reason, you know, God doesn't let you when He's got a plan for you and a purpose for you. He don't let you mm-hmm. shrink back. He He bothers you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, yeah. You know, He He just won't let you rest. And then you have uh-huh. to go ahead and do what he says. You be like Jonah in the well. You you trying to run off uh-huh. here and there and thinking, you know, uh-huh. I'm getting away from this. I'm not going to do this. You know, this is not. I'm not. Uh-huh. You know, this. But he brings you back. I I remember one time I was like in a club, and I'm just dancing, and something just came to me and 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 said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Another time I was walking up my step to my um, apartment and and I heard a voice just as clear calling out my nickname and nobody mm. knows my nickname and this voice was just as clear I said, I'm just hearing things so I kept going up the steps and it called it again and I said, yeah. I said now I'm hearing things and I and it called mm. it a third time and I ran and helped wow. and I'm definitely will find you where you're at. That is for sure. You know, I mean, what what is 
the wonderful thing about God is his grace and his mercy and his loving kindness. Even when we're running from him, he is yet merciful to us. You know, um, the fact that he has given us the freedom of choice to freely choose him, to freely want to submit ourselves to him, that to me, next to salvation, is one of the greatest gifts he ever gave. So that, you know, as we serve him, as we yield ourselves to him, it's not like somebody has put a gun to your head and said, no, I'm going to make you do this. You know, he will yeah. trouble your spirit, but he yeah. never makes you. He's a, you know what I'm saying? He's no, a, he he's a gentleman. You. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Awesome yeah. thing. Awesome, awesome thing. He is, uh, he is unbelievable. He is unbelievable. So, um, Tell us a little bit, you know, about your your family and what have you. I know um, ministry is very important to you, but we always like to bring balance. And we know that, you know, even in the midst of ministry, there is family and what have you. So tell us about your, your babies. <laughs> my my baby? <laughs> my your babies, I said. I, yeah, yes. yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I know they're not Where babies anymore, but yes. No, they're grown men. One is 30 and one is 40. Um, the oldest one, he's in Nashville, Tennessee, and the youngest one is in Michigan. And they both have two daughters. And they're not in church or anything, um, neither one of them. But um, I'm always mm-hmm. talking to them about God and about giving their lives over to the Lord. And I was mm-hmm. amazed. My son, um, he um, recently was, I had been talking to him about God, and I was telling him about reading his Bible, and I was sending him, you know, scriptures and everything to read. And, and finally one day he called me and said, Mom, I got a Bible. <laughs> and I said, really? Amen. And he said, yeah, I got a Bible. Amen. He said, and I've been reading. He said, you know, it's kind of interesting. I'm going to continue to read this. <laughs> And then the youngest one, um, he uh, he he was reading his Bible a little bit. I don't know if he's still. I don't think he's still reading it now. But I still be talking to him about you know, you know, giving his life over to the Lord and living right. And you know, and I try to stress Mm -hmm. to them: if you don't live right, you you are going to go to hell. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't want to go to hell, you know, you got to get your life right in line with God. And, I, you know, and I always tell them, you know, hell, heaven is real and hell ain't no fairy tale. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> and then some that's people think that, Yeah, some people think that it's a, it's a fairy tale that, you know, when I die, I'm going to just die and it's over with. And I, and I try, everybody that mm-hmm. I, I try to witness to, you know, I'd I be telling them that, like, um, a guy, one of my clients uh, yesterday, um, he has this guy living with him, so he was there. So I guess God gave me the the opportunity of letting the client go to the store, and it gave me the opportunity to talk to his friend. So while I was cleaning, I was talking to him, and, you know, he was going into this thing about, you know, uh, Jesus is, is is white, and, you know, that's the white man. I'm like, you know what? You people that's talking all this stuff, y'all going to raise your eyes up in hell <laughs> listening to all this stuff. I say, God is a spirit, and them that worship him, mm-hmm. is, um, worship him in spirit and truth. 
Right. And then he said, well, you know, they got the picture of the white Jesus. I said, I got a picture of a black Jesus, but that don't mean that that's Jesus. God is still a spirit. Amen. Amen. That's <laughs> so I it's said, just an image of somebody that put in a that. frame. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a picture. You know, it's, you mm-hmm. go with your culture. The Mexicans probably have a Mexican Jesus. I'm sure the Indians mm-hmm. have an Indian Jesus. But it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. that's really Jesus. That's just a picture. Right. Right, right. That's good. That's good. That's a good good point um, because we get so caught up in the stereotypes that this world tries to put on God. God is so vast yeah. and so mm-hmm. unbelievable that, you know, he will not be contained in some picture on a frame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He is way, way more than that. You know, the fact that he stepped out of his deity and came down to the earth rim and put on an earth yes. suit. To be honest, who cares mm-hmm. what the earth suit looked like? The essence yeah. of who God is is what's important. Seriously, that is what is vital to us because it is his spirit and his love for us yes. that will cause us not to go and burn in hellfire. Seriously. So, you know, I, I believe there's so many people out there, and even in the church, seriously, that they major on the minors and they minor on the majors. It's like they pick out yes. the most pettiest thing to mm-hmm. argue over or to, you know what I'm saying, yep. use as an excuse yep. to do what they want to do or what have you, yes. and or, or those that don't want to align themselves with the things of God. They don't want to be accountable unto God for their actions. Then they'll pick out the stupidest things and say, well, you know, I'm not going to do this because the preacher's crooked, or I'm not going to yeah. do this because of this, that, and the other. And it's like, you know, first and foremost, we have to, to get to the nitty-gritty of the thing, and this is all about a relationship with God. This has absolutely nothing to do with religiosity. Once we get yeah. past the religious people, you know, and and what they want to put on it and get to yeah. a place of developing our relationship with our loving Father, man, all that other mess is just thrown out the window. It really is because yeah. it makes absolutely no sense. You no know, sense. And, and one of the things that I, I fully believe in my heart that we serve an incredibly awesome God who really does not need us to defend him. Okay, that's he is right. Definitely yeah. well able to defend himself <laughs> seriously. You know, so I, know. Um, I I I make it a point to try to steer clear of those petty little arguments and what have you, because it's just yeah. like, you know, and, you know, I know I am a living, breathing testimony of the power of God because I know who I was and who I am. And that right there is the greatest miracle in my life, that he could take this wicked wretch undone and transform her into a woman of God, a woman of substance. You know what I'm saying? That is proof positive in my heart to know who God is. Nobody can ever take that away from me, ever, 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 because I know who I was. You know, I even yeah. know the struggles that sometimes I still yet go through, and he's still yet God in my life. So, I, yeah. you know, I have not yet arrived. I'm like, Paul, I haven't yet obtained, you know, that which I've been apprehended for, but I press. I continue yeah. to press on to the things of God and to, to Christ. So 
He's awesome. He's awesome. Well, I want to, at this point in the show, just to yield the floor to you and allow you to just deliver the message that God has given you for this evening. Okay. Okay. We're going to be coming from um, Daniel, third chapter, 16 through the 18 verse. I had something else, but I would let it go this way. It, it, It reads, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And to give a little background on this, it was during the time um, Nebuchadnezzar had invaded Jerusalem, and he took all of the uh, Jerusalem, the children of Israel, um, captive. And what he did, and he took all their vessels and all their stuff, and he put it in his God's house in Shinar. And then he also he took the best of the, the children of Israel, the ones that were well favored, that had no blemish, that skillful in wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding and science and, you know, such as had the ability that could stand before the king in the palace. So my subject is don't bend, don't bow, and you won't burn. Now, the three Hebrew boys, they were determined to stay faithful to God. And when they said, we're not careful to answer you in this manner. They were letting the king know that even though they, he was pressuring them to do what was against the commandments of their God, fiery furnace or not, they wasn't hesitating and they wasn't fearful of their answer to him. When they said, um, we're not going to bend, we're not going to bow to your golden image. So no matter what you do to us, because they knew that their God was able to deliver them from the fiery furnace, and he would deliver them out of Nebuchadnezzar's hands. And then they go on to say that, you know, because our God, we know, can save us. But even if he doesn't, he can, and we're still not going to bow down to your image. Now, we as sons and daughters of God know that we can't bow down to the image, whatever it may be. The Hebrew boys knew that if God didn't save them, they were burned. But yet, they trusted in God and not men. They knew what the word of God says in Exodus 23 and 5. Thou shalt have no other gods before me and not to make any images in the likeness of anything in heaven above or in the earth or beneath the earth or that is under the water, under the earth. And then it's don't bow or don't serve them, for the Lord our God is a jealous God. In our days, we have modern-day idols, believers there worshiping, and putting their trust in everything but God. We're worshiping and putting our trust in our jobs, money, cars, 
houses, ourselves, and other people. It's okay for us to have money, cars, and houses, but we can't afford to let these idols rule us. And we can't put our trust in these material things. We have to keep our focus on Jesus no matter what we accumulate here on earth. We can't let people, places, and things bend us. We can't bow down to them because if we, if we, you or I, if we do, we're going to burn. We can't bend and bow down to the way of the world, the way the world does things. We have to do things the way God says to do it. We can't lean to our own understanding. We have to seek God for wisdom. We have to live a life that is right and pleasing to God. We, we have to live a holy and sanctified life. See, our life is our testimony that God lives in us. The Hebrew boys, they knew that the word, what the word said in Psalms 27, 1 and 3, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemy and my foes, came upon me, to eat me up my flesh. They stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I'll be confident. So we have to be confident in God that no matter what we're going through, he's always there with us. So we have to keep our eyes on God and trust him always. Don't be afraid. We, just, we can't be afraid of death, and don't be afraid of anything that man can do to us. Because Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Now, had the Hebrew boys not trusted in God, they would have burned up. But they stood strong on their faith and their belief in the true and living God, that he would deliver them. But if he didn't, they still refused to bow down to an idol God. In closing, we should take a lesson from the Hebrew boys. To stand strong no matter what comes against you. Stand. Don't bow. No matter from who the offense comes, stand strong. Don't bend. Because if you live your life bending and bowing to the enemy who is Satan, in the end, you're going to burn. So don't bend, don't bow, and you won't burn. And that Amen. Is Amen. Amen. Awesome word. Don't bend, don't bow. Okay. <laughs> and you won't burn. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> I like that. I like that. To God be the glory. But you're absolutely correct. We have to stand our ground in the Lord. We have to. We cannot allow the trickery of the enemy to come and, and mess us up. And mess yeah. us up. Because, you know, he is very subtle. And what he does, and he comes in, and most of the time he will just, you know, 
slightly change what God has said. That's that's his MO. So that you know you he baits you in with just a, a slight yeah. variation of, of the truth. But even a slight yeah. variation of the truth is a lie. Straight out. It is a lie. And we thank and praise God that he has um equipped us with the ability to have discernment and know the truth. You know, and know yeah. the truth. We I talk about Amen. this all the time is that you know, the more time you spend with the Father, the less likely you'll be tripped up by the enemy because it's yeah. just like what they do with money. You know, they when they're teaching you about counterfeit money, they don't have you handle counterfeit money. They have you handle and examine and learn how the real money looks and feels, you know, and all the different yeah. things that, you know, are the safety features in it so that you'll know, you know, that this is the real thing. Um, and it's yeah. like that with God. The more time you spend with him, see, the Hebrew boys knew that they knew that they knew their Lord. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They knew That's God. Right. They, knew, they knew the history of God. They had a relationship with God. And because of that, they weren't fooled. You know, they knew that, yeah. like they said, you know, even if he does not save us, Okay, it does not mean he's not able. You know, he is yeah. definitely able, but whether he saves us or not, we're not bowing before you because they had the foreknowledge yeah. to understand and recognize that there is something beyond this world. Okay, there yeah. is, you know, life eternal. And, you know, even if you were to take my life on this side, I, I'm not dead. My body may stop working, okay, but the essence of who yeah. I am yet lives. And and I don't want the essence of who I am to be burning in hell's fire for eternity, you know. Yeah. Um, especially especially when we already know that God said he went before us. Jesus said he prepared us a place so that where he is we will be also. Yeah. So we want to make yeah. sure, right. you know, that we don't we don't let the enemy trip us up, you know. And we have to have yeah. that same tenacious spirit that the Hebrew boys had. This awesome word, sis, awesome word, you know, because there's, there's so much meat to it. We have to have that yeah. same spirit that says, you know, like Job, yet, even if you slay me, yet will I trust you. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I am not yeah. taking my eyes off of God. You know, I am yeah. not going to doubt him. Um, we were talking about this tonight in, in our prayer team meeting that, you know, we have to come to a place where our mindset is shifted. You know, we uh-huh. get caught up in the natural things that are familiar to us. You know, what we yeah. feel we have to do in life. We have to make this happen. We have to do this, that, and the other, you know, for survival, per se. Yeah, but God is saying, no, you have to trust me. You know, if yeah. you, if I am number one in your life, if you come to me first, you don't have to worry about any of these other things. All I ask yeah. you to do is to trust me. Come to me first, and I've already taken care of everything else that's out there. You know, the yeah. word in, in Matthew yeah. 6 says that, you know, why are we worrying about all of these things? Because that's what the – what Certain translations say the Gentiles, others say the heathen. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. They worry about all of these mundane things, all of these things that are so important, quote, unquote, in this earth realm. 
the the children of God, we should have the mindset, well, we're not worried about these things because we already know the promises of God. We know that we're in covenant with God, and whatever God said is so. That is what's so, you know. So he can definitely do far more for us, in us, and through us than we could ever do for ourselves. (laughs) That's the Uh honest to God truth. And you know, even with this story with Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, we in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego time right now because we have so many things, different laws we're passing that's against God's commandments mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. much stuff they got going on that's really against what God said we should do. You know, they take yeah. a prayer out of school. Um, you can't say, you know, uh, God, now they don't even say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. You know, it's, it's like mm-hmm. they're just trying mm-hmm. to take God all out of the equation. And so when right. I read the story with Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, we, King Nebuchadnezzar put this image up and like, hey, I'm going to have everybody going to worship this image. We're going to celebrate this and we're going to worship this image. And right now we're in the world mm-hmm. today where we got all this stuff going on and we're going to make stuff that's not natural, natural and normal. Mm-hmm. And stuff that, that's mm-hmm. godly, we're going to throw that out. We don't need that right. anymore. And so we we in that time now. There's a song that's mm-hmm. called In Times Like These. We're going to need a Savior, and we definitely need a Savior right now. <laughs> yes, <ma'am. laughs> we definitely need a Savior. You're going to need your Bible. <laughs> You're definitely mm. going to need your Bible. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am, without a doubt, without a doubt. You know, and I believe that nothing is by chance. You know, God is a very strategic uh-huh. God, and he said he put, pulls one down and sets another one up. Uh-huh. You know, so even in the leadership of this country, there's a purpose and a reason for what so. we have just come out of and what we are about uh-huh. to embark into. There has been purpose and reason behind it. And uh-huh. I promise if you are not a praying individual, before these next four years are up, you will be on your face. Okay. Uh You will be on your face. You know, we we have fallen short of our duties. We have neglected what we have been put in this earth realm to do. You know, and that is to stand our ground and decree and declare who God is, just as you just read. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood their ground. Daniel was the same way. He stood his ground. You know, he stood his ground, Uh and God could use them mightily. Look at Joseph. There's so many in the Old Testament that we could pull from. You know, Joseph stood his ground, you know, from Potiphar, Uh from the the brothers throwing him in the pit, going to Potiphar's house, being falsely accused, being thrown in the prison, all of those things. But he still stood his ground in who God said he was you know, and was elevated yeah. to to second only to Pharaoh. You know, when we yeah. stand our ground, there there is a great reward in doing that. And we're not standing our ground for the yeah. reward. We're standing our ground because of the relationship in God. But one thing about God yeah. is he will not be beholden to you. The word of God says, Christ said, that there is no one, that has given up anything, houses, land, mother, father, sister, brother, wife, yeah. whatever, that in mm-hmm. this lifetime they will not be recompensed. 
you know, in this lifetime, yeah. not in the hereafter, not I got to die and get to heaven before I see the, you know what I'm saying, my crown or my yeah. reward, but in this earth realm, he will reward you. Why? Because you have been faithful unto him, and God is yeah. a God of loyalty. He, If you're faithful and loyal unto him, trust me, even when we're not, he's still yet loyal to us. But we, we are judged by that that we choose, our choices in life. You know, yeah. it's for those that are out of Christ when judgment comes, they're judged on the fact that they didn't accept Christ. Those of us that are in Christ, we are judged on what we did after we accepted Christ. What did you do with my son? What did you do with the life that I gave you? What did you do with the liberty and the freedom that I gave you? You know, did you use it to glorify me? Did you submit yourself to me? You know, did you take a stand yeah. so that I could work in you and through you? You know, because think about it. What we do is not just for us. The fact that those it's three fun. young men stood and would not bow and they got thrown in the fiery pit, Christ uh-huh. left them in the fiery pit, they came yeah. out of the pit and the king was saved. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> the king was like, oh, okay, yeah, this really is God. You know, whatever God they're serving, he's a real God, okay? Because, hello, we put three of them in the pit. The flames were so high that they reached out and killed my people that put them in the pit. And then I look in the pit, and there's not three of them, but there's four of them, and they come out and don't even smell like fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a God, okay? That's, that's a God. All these little, these little statues that you over here carving out and got to carry from mm-hmm. one place to another. No, you can miss me with that, okay? Yeah. This is a true and living God. Seriously, mm-hmm. you know. So understand that we we are we are put to the test, but it's not just for us. It's for other people to yeah. see the glory of God within us. Yeah, you know, there's distinct purpose for what we have to walk through. Distinct purpose, you know, and if we can get that within our spirit, then you know we're more apt to go ahead and take that stand. You know, because this this life is fleeting; it 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 goes so quickly. It goes so quickly. I promise. I two months ago I celebrated my 60th birthday, and I'm still going. Lord, where did Sixty years ago, because wow, <laughs> you know, I remember as a child, I looked at somebody sixty, they was old. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, daddy, what? Yeah. Sixty years ago, yeah. okay, for real, for real. Sixty is a new fifty. You know, yeah, it's a new thirty for me, sis. I'm going on back. I'm like, you know, 30, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the new 30 for me because I'm going to do me another 30, okay, at least. <laughs> I was talking to my daughter today, and I said, you know what would be really cool? If God would just give our bodies an overhaul every 20, years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and let's just go in and just yeah, get a physical be. overhaul every 20 years. We mm-hmm. would be rolling. <laughs> Life is short, so don't squander it. You know, don't squander it. Live it to the abundance that Christ said he came to give us. 
You know, he yeah. said the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy, but he came to give us life, and that more abundantly. And the only way that we can really experience that abundant life is if we don't cow down and allow the enemy to rule over us. Yeah. You know, as long as we give lordship over our lives to Christ, the life is abundant. It is abundant. Yeah, you yeah. know. And and we can rejoice in that. We can rejoice in that. Well, this is this has been awesome. This has been awesome. And like I said, awesome word. Thank you. So rich. A lot of meat in it. You're welcome. So, um, welcome. just you know, I I want to just give you a um, a few minutes to you know just exhort the people as God would give you, and uh, and we'll close out. You know, whatever you you feel that you can give them as encouragement on their journey. Okay. Well, I would say everyone that's serving, trying to serve the Lord or want to serve the Lord, don't give up. Read your Bible, pray and fast, and just seek the Lord. God should be the first thing in your life. You have to put God first. And when you put God first, everything else follows. Like I'm I'm going through Mm -hmm. some things in my life right now, but I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. So I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know, claim that I'm just a victor. I'm a victor. Mm-hmm. If, God, if God is for me, who can be against me? So I respect yeah, everyone out there, no matter what you're going through, don't bend, don't bow, and you won't burn. And just believe in God and, and just stand strong no matter what it is. Just stand strong no matter who's offending you. Stand strong. Don't Don't retaliate evil for evil. Just show the show the love of God toward the person or or the people. Just you know, try to walk in in God in God's uh, word, and just let the word mm. live out through you and flow through you. And you never know, yeah. even the ones that's offended you and that hurt you, just might give their life on over to God. Yeah, so believe in God, trust in Him, and always put Him first. And never, never, ever mm-hmm. stop praying. <laughs> never stop praying. Mm. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. Praying is a must. It is a mm-hmm. must. Yes, it is. And I know sometimes yes, we don't always, you know, pray, but, you know, try to get your, even if you only pray for five minutes, just try to get in the habit of praying when you get up, praying when you go to bed. And just spending a little time with God, even if it's just five minutes. And sooner or later, it'll get to be 10 minutes, and then it'll get to be 20 minutes. But try to spend time with God and just, you know, be with him and speak with him and let him speak to you. And you can't go wrong there. Mm, God bless. Absolutely can't. Amen. Absolutely can't. Well, my sister, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with the people on tonight. You have definitely been a blessing, and I thank and praise God for you. So, amen, amen. Amen. Well, with that, we will be closing out our broadcast for tonight. You guys have a blessed, blessed week. God bless you, and remember to keep God first in all you do. God bless. Man, Building the nation with the word of the Lord, teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom 
Kingdom, kingdom, empower.